0: You're listening to the Multifamily Women Podcast with Carrie Antrim, where we extract the knowledge from executive women in leadership and inspire emerging leaders with our thought leadership platform, offering a new model for personal and professional transformation. Hi there, and welcome to the Multifamily Women Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Antrim, and today I'm going to be talking about the best places to work multifamily. And also how the workplace landscape has changed with so many people working from home or, well, from all over the world, really. So is this just a trend or is it here to stay? I have some very important research to share, so stick with me and we'll hash it all out. Before we get started, I want to let you know that the annual Multifamily Women's Summit is happening this September and is live in person here in beautiful, sunny Arizona. Go ahead and get registered at multifamilywomen.com. I have to tell you how excited I am about this year's summit. We have a bunch of ways we're making the venue exciting, and I'm having way too much fun planning all of these little surprises and fun, unique touches all over the place. You've got to get your tickets today. Go to multifamilywomen.com. Okay, let's talk about the Best Places to Work Multifamily program. Registration is open now. If you're not familiar with this program, it is the official ranking designation in the multifamily industry for those companies that are building healthy organizations. This is a survey program, and I know what you're thinking. We already survey our employees all the time. Yes, I totally get it. But here's why this program is different. We collect data from thousands of multifamily employees who take part in this program. This data is completely confidential and anonymous, so you're getting the true thoughts and feelings of your employees. That data is then collected by our team and analyzed against benchmarks that determine how engaged your employees are and in what ways. Now, there are eight key areas that get analyzed. These are leadership, corporate culture and communications, role satisfaction, work environment. Relationship with supervisor, training, development, and resources, pay and benefits, and overall engagement. What's special about this program is that you then receive all of the data so you can see exactly where your company is excelling and where there are opportunities for improvement. Additionally, companies who participate in this program generally see a significant reduction in voluntary turnover as well as the ability to attract top investors and attract and retain top talent. Even those companies that participate but don't rank, they still outperform companies that don't have this data. They're able to make tangible improvements in whatever areas they feel they need. I'm going to spend some time in future episodes going more in-depth about the eight key areas And I'll even be speaking with some of our top-ranking companies to find out how they're managing teams through change and still maintaining a healthy culture and organization. And now that the workplace landscape has changed, this data is more important than ever. Prior to the pandemic, only 12% of employees worked at home. Now, during the height of this pandemic, that number shot up to 63% working from home, and now we've kind of settled around 48%. 48%. That's nearly half of the workforce working remotely now. So let's talk about this work from home phenomenon. It sounds amazing, right? We've all seen the memes and funny TikToks about, you know, waking up 1 minute before they have to log in, throwing on a suit jacket and some makeup, but they're actually wearing like pajama pants and slippers. <laughs> I love that. But can remote workers really be productive? Or are they even more productive because they don't have to worry about the commute and things like that? Let's talk about the findings. I found it super interesting because there are definite pros and cons to both. So during the height of the pandemic, employees who worked at home were much more positive toward their employers. They felt like their company cared about their well-being and they trusted what they were being told by their company about the impact this was having on business. Alternatively, after working from home for two or three quarters, not so fuzzy feelings began to arise with employees who felt like they weren't able to function as effectively at home. They weren't connecting with their colleagues as well or as often. They were scared of losing their jobs and they just didn't feel like their company understood the additional flexibility they needed to manage their job and personal responsibilities. And I totally get that because it's difficult, you know, working from home and when everything is blended and maybe you've got your kids there, your dog in the background. I've seen so many Zoom calls where the cat jumps on the laptop. You've seen all those too. So I totally understand that. So as we know, almost half the workforce is still working remotely. So there must be something long-term to this. What we learned through our research data is that employees of companies who rank in the best places to work multifamily program consistently rated their companies strongly showing very little change quarter over quarter the only two areas that had some slight decline were staffing and satisfaction with pay however the non best places to work multifamily companies saw employee engagement decline in the areas of leadership culture and communications technology training and resources and pay and benefits so what does this mean Well, as an industry, we need to make conscious efforts to connect and reconnect with employees. Whether it's face-to-face over coffee or FaceTime to FaceTime from across the country, employees are looking for simple, straightforward communication from leaders. Also, this communication has to be in a way they can hear it and understand it, not corporate speak. I think one of the silver linings of the events of the past couple of years is that we all had to learn to communicate with each other in multiple ways. And much of that corporate jargon has gone out the window in favor of just being real, being honest and open. So while it looks like work from home is here to stay for at least a portion of the workforce, it remains crucial to support employees both in-person, on-site, remote, Wherever they are, to empower them to feel effective at their jobs. Everybody wants to be effective at their job, right? They want to be connected with their colleagues and leadership teams. And I think most of all, they want to be secure in their roles and responsibilities. They want to know that they are doing a good job. They want to know exactly what they're supposed to be doing, especially if the lines are getting blurred a little bit. You know, if they're working from home or working remotely and everything is kind of blended like we talked about earlier, they want to know exactly what they're supposed to be doing and that they're doing a good job and being effective, right? They want to be able to handle their professional and personal responsibilities. So I highly recommend you get your company registered for the Best Places to Work multifamily program right now. We are going to be celebrating those companies that rank at our annual Multifamily Innovation Summit in December go to multifamilyinnovation.com and click on awards. You can request your invite to the program there. This is open to all multifamily companies, owners, operators, managers, vendors, you name it. So listen, I sure appreciate you tuning in today. And I'd ask you to please subscribe and share this episode if you know anyone that is building a healthy organization in multifamily. We will see you in the next show. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the Multi Family Women Podcast. To register for the upcoming Multi Family Women Summit, be a guest on this podcast, or join the Women's Leadership Series, visit multifamilywomen.com.